1: Sitting down here at the 9-foot homemade Oak Bar, a good friend, uh, who uh, I love it when he stops in here. I already know the answer to this question. Mark Marzullo, how are you?
0: Never had a bad day in my life. There it is. There it is. I knew it was was your phrase. A few bumps in a row. Right. But I always say this, a bad day starts over in St. Mary's. Yeah. As long as I'm not in St. Mary's, it's a good day.
1: Yeah. As long as I'm not, uh, as long as I'm six feet above ground, I'm happy.
0: I'm not in the mud. It's another good day in beautiful Evergreen Park.
1: And this village trustee, Mark Marzullo, and everything on this episode brought to you proudly by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. Get the most out of your home with a home equity line of credit, otherwise known as a HELOC. Apply by June 30th. Get a special. Six-month introductory rate of 4.79%. I'm telling you right now, you get the home equity line of credit when nothing bad is happening. When you don't need it, you go and you get it. And then you just keep it, and you hold on to it. And then when that thing happens, or that money's needed, you go and you use the home equity line of credit. They'll explain it all to you. Stop it and see them, 95th and Pulaski in that big iconic building, The First National Bank of Evergreen Park, member FDIC. You are still working hard. I know that we were gonna do this uh, maybe a week or so ago and it was cold and you you get really busy with the company that you own here in Evergreen and then you also, uh, you know, as a trustee, very busy as well. Uh, you are not ready for retirement, are you? Uh, Kath- uh, Kathy Aparo is retiring, but you are not
0: ready yet. I'm a 66-year-old man trapped with an 18-year-old brain. <laughs> <laughs> now, when I go work out and I run, I know I'm 66 years old. But the brain still thinks I'm that young guy at Evergreen Park High School football field, but I'm not that guy anymore.
1: Yeah, but you like to keep moving. So so Kathy Aparo, city clerk, retiring after 40 years. Yes. Tell me a little bit about your time Working with her, uh, you know, I mean, over the years now, you've you guys have, have probably gone through so much. Tell me a little bit about what it's been like working with Kathy over the years.
0: Well, Kathy's been instrumental in um village politics, and even before that, she worked for the uh building department, um, she worked under Mayor Vacco, which was. Uh, It wasn't a lucrative payday when you worked for Mayor Vac on a day. Uh, He was a little tight on money. She worked with a gentleman uh, named Rich DeBoer, who was just, um, you know, they were old school guys and you worked hard and you kept your mouth shut and, you know, and it was always difficult because... You know, you're back in the uh, in the 80s and 90s. You know, it was still cu- tough for women when it was an all male dominated field, all the political things. And you know, she hung in there with them. She proved, you know, hey, I could do the job. And uh, a lot of times, I know when she before she became the clerk. I mean, she said, hey, you know, people would give her a, a lot of guff from the male end of it. Let's say those guys are all long gone and passed away, but um, she survived. It made her uh, a better person and we were so fortunate to have her come on board as clerk. Because Kathy Aparo, you know, she's one of the sweetest, nicest people you'll ever meet. It's just, she, she's got time for everybody, she goes to everything, everything the mayor was doing on a grand opening, no matter what Kathy was doing, she thought it was, she should be out there. And there was a lot of, you know, a lot of times the mayors aren't in, Mayor Vac- or Mayor Sexton was in, and Kathy, and, and uh, Mayor Burke may not be in the office, and Kathy was the one when people were irate at the counter, I want to talk to someone in charge, Kathy was the voice of reason, always calm down, how can we help you, how can we make this right, and she, you know a lot of times she said boy i just wanted to strangle some people but my job is to make things right for the people of evergreen park whether right or wrong i'm here to to help them out and that was her job did she go to
1: all the trustee meetings oh, does the clerk go to those So the
0: clerk is the the clerk doesn't have a vote but is in charge of taking all the notes and basically running the you know helping the mayor assisting the mayor get prepared for the meetings so in a typical um is is when uh when when Mayor Burke's not available, I get to run the meetings. Ooh, you get to sit in the big chair. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's really a hot chair. Do you get a gavel or anything like I that? Don't, they do don't you do give that? me a gavel. You know Air they, horn? They, they hide it from me because they don't want me. To, they don't want me to turn into a dictator up there and you know uh, make some new rules. Do you get tempted to just like start passing things or, or no? Uh, they have told me just get through the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> who who takes the
1: most? crap in a meeting is there like a, is there a trustee the mayor takes the most the mayor takes always. it so people get up and just kind of do they you get people to get up and just rail and it's the mayor and you guys the trustees will sit back and just kind of watch as it goes like kind of explain to me like who takes the most guff well at, at a, at a it's meeting.
0: always the so we before every meeting we have an open public meeting and okay. anybody, any resident is welcome to come and anything they have to say. We did that with Mayor Vacco. We did that with Mayor Sexton, and Mayor Burkis continue continued that. Or some municipalities don't want to hear any negative stuff. But hey, if you've got something to say, please come to our meeting and let us know. Because if you don't tell us sometimes, maybe we don't know about it. Right. Maybe there's an issue. So when people come, they're mostly, they're not really angry when they come. They have issues that they're passionate about. You've got to be passionate to show up at a, at a board of
1: trustees meeting
0: to yes. speak in
1: front of a crowd to a panel of people that are listening. So I would
0: think, yeah, if you're, if you're walking in there, you've got something to say. They've got a beef, yeah. and it's usually, um, you know, something to do with snow removal or something, or something they didn't like happen. and it, it's nothing major. Stop signs, and, you know, that's always been people and talking about everyone, which we've talked about this forever, people driving like maniacs. But the mayor, we a person gets up there, says their spiel the mayor tries to answer them and then the trustees will inject if if there's some expertise on our end that can help smooth the situation over we'll inject some thoughts into the process and the mayors have always said this i've got your name got your number we've heard your complaint someone with the village either me or someone will be out there the next day to take care of it and that's the beauty part about evergreen park that was great with jimmy saxton the next day if someone was at our meeting with a complaint he'd be at their house the next day What's your problem? Well, show me what's going on. Uh, the neighbor, they have a neighbor complaint or something. This is the great thing about Evergreen Park. Uh, Mayor Burke does the same stuff. The next day she's out there. Okay, you have this problem. I want to see it firsthand. I want to experience what you're experiencing so we can correct any issues that may have. So we don't let things fester. We get a complaint by a resident and we immediately address it.
1: Is there a trustee in one of these meetings because i i know the mayor is super involved and i'm sure she's asking a ton of questions okay yes. but is there a trustee like in, in any kind of group in any in any setting in a classroom you always have that one person that's got their hand up more than anybody else is there somebody that really gets into the meetings more than anybody else of your group of trustees that just loves like asking the questions getting
0: in the middle of it mixing it up uh, you know i is think is it you no I, I no i think one of the most I think the longer you serve, the more you you, you kind of have some knowledge on things. Carol, Trustee Carol Kyle, wonderful. She'll hear it and she will always follow up with questions. How did this happen? What happened? Uh, I'm a little bit on that too, uh, but most of the trustees all chime in equally. Yeah. Uh, if I hear something passionate, the Italian comes out and I will start going off the rails yeah, and start, a start bit. weaving around. So, you, know, how, you know how do you keep an Italian yeah. quiet? Tie his hands together. <laughs> but you know if there's something passionate or I see some disservice out there. We'll just say, hey, but you know, ninety-nine point nine percent of the times the residents just come with a complaint that they want here, they want a village official to listen to, and they want it rectified. Yeah, that's all they want.
1: Yeah. And Not everybody's it, got a podcast where they can just say what they're bothered by. I've no, done that before. No. I've done that before. No. I'm sure you've heard You've got a that big before. microphone. Yeah. <laughs> Not everybody's got that. So you go to the Board of Trustees meetings, which are every other week on a Monday, right? You see the on a Monday, website. yes. Yeah. Two
0: times a month. Uh, the first and third Monday of every month.
1: There you go. All right. So um, looking around the village the last couple of, uh, of weeks, super cold, and it seems like... A lot of fire calls. I've seen them. I don't know if you've noticed it. A lot of ambulance calls, a lot of fire calls. They seem really busy. A lot of public works out because of the cold weather. I would imagine there's a lot of things that are all associated with the weather, but I I didn't hear any problems. It seems like they were able to cover everything. So you you feel like everything's been
0: running smoothly? Well, our biggest difficulty always when it gets sub-zero weather is water mains breaking because they won't until it starts thawing out. We had a couple. We had a couple go.
1: They had a break right in front of the uh, the uh, the first National Bank of Evergreen Park. Yes, they had they had a they had a main break. I was in there just the other day, and, and I'm like, "What's on?
0: going on?" They're like, "We got water." Could you imagine this? And this is why our street department people are just phenomenal. It's 10 below zero. You got to be out there in a ditch with water squirting all over you. To make the job happen. Yeah. And our guys do it, and they do it with a smile on their face. Because they know that's, listen, they're there. We can't have these residents without water. We can't do this. And they go out there, and our, our village employees are so dedicated to this town. And you never hear them complain. You never say, oh, my God, I had to go out in 10 below zero. Hey, that's their job. They they don't want to be there probably, but that's their job. Who wants to be out of 10 below zero? But, boy, they get called at midnight, and there's a water main break. um, And... They're out there taking care of business.
1: Before we keep going here, I've got to get my tickets, my $30 tickets, to the Evergreen Park Library's 2024 Sip and Sample. Tickets are running out fast. This Saturday, February 10th, it kicks off at 6 p.m., 21 and over again, 30 bucks gets you in live music, wine, food, dessert samples, cash bar available, split the pot and prize baskets. And it's all going to benefit the EP library foundation. And there's so many places that are participating. Spoken vine is participating. Baracos, chai Tung, La Cochina, Pete's fresh market, Binny's, Iris brewery and cider house revolution brewing. Durban's of Evergreen Park, 115 Bourbon Street, Chuck Southern Comforts Cafe, eat some food, drink some wine, mingle amongst the books. Really one of the best events all year long. See more at evergreenparklibrary.org or give a call to 708-422-8522 for more info. All right, so I want to do something fun with you, Mark Marzullo. Okay. We're take, to my middle name. We're going to take a walk through Evergreen Park Facebook. Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) No, no, no. None of these are hard. Trust me. I'm not putting you on the spot with anything here. I just want to kind of get your take on them, okay? So this one here, I think I know how you're going to kind of answer it, but I I wanted to throw it out there. Somebody put themselves anonymous on the Evergreen Park Neighborhood Watch page uh, earlier this month and talked about the fact that they had three people wandering around in their fenced-in backyard. One identified themselves as a health inspector. Another as animal control. And the third never said who they were. Is this normal? Do village employees casually let themselves onto your property? And do they have identification? I know the answer, but I want to give you an opportunity well, to tell, tell one, people that you are a real village that has uniforms and IDs.
0: We do have IDs on all our village inspectors. They might not have a complete uniform with their jacket on. wouldn't be recognizable. But in the summertime, they all got matching shirts and wear khaki pants or sometimes blue jeans. But what happens? Happens is, um, and part of that complaint that we had heard about. Was, oh, you heard about this, okay? Oh, I absolutely. Saw okay, absolutely. I just went searching on Facebook you to find stuff up to talk our about. our village and say I have a rat problem, and this complaint you're talking about was about rats. Okay, we have a rat issue, but boy, are, we're we're over it. Uh, you know, we're we're combating with everything we have. So we have an outside company that comes out certain times of the week that works with our village inspectors. So usually these guys get out at 6, 6.30 in the morning. First light, they're out. Now, they're just reacting to a call from a village resident or maybe the next door neighbor. So they don't want to pound on a guy's door at 6 in the morning or 6.30 in the morning. They just try to go in their yard, do a quick inspection, get out of there. Look for the rats. And most people are come out and say, oh, who are you? Oh, we're the village. You got your ID. And they all have the IDs on them. And if, oh, thank you. Just want to know who's in my backyard. And, and the inspector would say, listen, it was 6.15. 6, I don't want to wake your whole family up. I just want to get in and out of here, okay? Um, in this instance, the, the the person was surprised. He goes, hey, I, you guys called about rats, okay? Somebody called about rats. We're here to inspect, and it's 6.15 in the morning or 6.30 in the morning, and we don't want to bother you. And the guy was irate about it. I'm going to call the police, blah, 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 blah. blah. Um, It's unfortunate. Uh, our village inspectors have been talked to, and said, "Listen, if you gotta start knocking on the doors, I know you had great intentions of not waking these people up and not rousing the whole family up, but you gotta knock on the doors and be that you know wake the people up, I guess right I don't know if they in I, I, we were afraid, would the guy be more mad if we're in their yard or more mad if he w- whipped his butt out of bed? <laughs> you know, you're going to catch 22. I mean, I didn't even know there was... I thought that this story was
1: just going to be... You are going to be like, yeah, if they're a village person, they have a, they have an ID. I didn't know you would know this whole
0: story. I think oh, this is incredible. Yes, I, yeah, I know. You got finger on the pulse of everything I that's going gotta on. I got to know what's going on because as soon as I read it on social media, I went and made some... You know, I talked to the mayor. I talked to everybody. And, uh, you know, my guys... My uh, village inspectors are always respectful. They don't want any, they're, here to, they're here to solve a problem for the resident, not cause a problem for the resident. Yeah. So I think they've been told, you know, maybe you can go at 7, 7.30. But we try to get in there early and, 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 and you know, try to mitigate these problems as fast as we can. Because if someone calls uh, tonight and says, well, I saw a rat in my hair. Yeah. We might be out there the next day. And we want to get it started, and plus we have an outside company that is on limited time, and they want to start at the crack of dawn these companies so well, you know you want to
1: catch the rats too the rats the rats go underground in the middle of the day a lot of times, like my dad used to tell me that because uh, here's a thing that'll creep you out if you didn't know it. All those planters in downtown Chicago that are running down the middle of the streets they 're just covered with rats underneath, like if you peeled the grass back it's just a giant thing it's like a box of rats in those big concrete right. things they just live in there in downtown chicago like the police officers know it the people that w- that like work for the for the city of chicago know that there's just nothing but them inside of those planters i've been told by multiple people including dad when he would tell me like oh yeah those things are disgusting like they're and they're
0: out in the early hours so i understand
1: that i get That's the 6 a.m. To thing. Get them in yeah. early
0: hours when they're out 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 doing things um I'll give you an example. I live right by Jacob's Well, and when they tore up that parking lot, there's when the rats come out. Right. And I, you know, we've got, I had a few rats in my garage. Village came out, poisoned the heck out of them. Oh, I saw a mouse in my garage. I go, well, I don't have rats then. (laughs) If you don't have have a mouse, you don't have a rat. I had one run through my backyard,
1: I want to say, about a year ago in the summertime. And the dog gave chase. And it was like one of those things. I was sitting there, and I saw this big thing run across. And then I saw the dog chase it. And I was like, well, that rat is not going to make it through the yard. And that was my rat control. The dog was my rat control. Well, it
0: wasn't a fat mouse. It was a rat. All
1: right, here. Let's take a look at this one here in the Evergreen Park Neighborhood News and Info. Uh, and this one here, I mean, I don't think the village can do any more than what they're already doing. But it kind of it brings me to a question. Uh, uh, mom posting that her daughter was uh, hit by a car at 95th and Homan in I the know morning about time. One, you man. know about this one, and I'm glad that it looks like nothing broken. She's okay. And they had crossing guards in the street. Yes, it was a red light. The light turns green, and the driver just figures green means go. I don't care if there's anybody in the street, and hits a kid. At 95th and Homan. And, you know, I mean, it seems like the traffic, in my mind, living on 99th Street, the signs that are flashing seem to be reducing speeds. I see an impact to some of the traffic things that have been put into place. How do you see it going, and is there anything else about that That story? particular
0: intersection, where that happened, I go by every single morning on my way to work. I go down Homan, I take a right-hand turn on Kedzie, to Kedzie, and go north to my place of business. So that particular morning, I saw a squad car. Had someone pulled over. We have two crossing guards there. Big, bright yellow vest. Yes. Big, giant stop signs in their <laughs> hands. So when this had happened, I, I called my daughter. And I said, I was talking to my daughter. And right away, you know what she said to me? I can tell you what happened. I said, what do you mean? You don't, you weren't there. She goes, Dad, I bet it was a person that was looking at their phone. Light turned red. They're looking at their phone, see it's green, and go. Yeah. And that's exactly what happens. That's exactly what happened. You know, everybody's, how many times have you been at a stoplight and all of a sudden it turns green and nobody's moving?
1: Yeah, that's the everyone's thing. Everyone's got
0: to grab the phone and look at it because they might miss two seconds well, of I, And I've been
1: explaining that to my kids now who are driving. Like one's 18 and has a license and the other one's 15 and I'm teaching them how to drive. And that's one of the things that I will explain to them in traffic. Like this never happened. When I was a kid, you didn't see the light turn and everybody was just like paused. Nobody was distracted enough in their car. It's a completely different way of dealing with things. And there are times where they'll be like, why is this guy driving like this? I'm like, guaranteed he's on his cell phone. And you pull up and there they are. They're driving with their knees while they're typing with their phone. And that's one of the biggest
0: issues that's out there. I'm glad that she's okay. It was, she was tapped. I mean, the kid looked up, stopped. But what, you know, people say, oh, this, what more can we do? We have a red light. We have two people with giant signs. Right. This world, nobody wants to do the little things right anymore. A stop sign is a glorified yield sign. A, red, a yellow light means if I'm two blocks away, I'm going to floor it till I get through that. I don't want to wait. They floor it through yellow lights. You know, I can kind of remember that when I went to driver's ed, they said a yellow light means slow down, stop. Okay, you're coming down in there. Now it means floor it as fast as you can and get through that yellow light. Everyone's in a hurry to go nowhere. They're going to get there just the same time. Right. You know, it's just nobody wants to do the little things right. Now, if you can't do the little things right in life, how can we expect these people to grow up and do the big things right? They're never <laughs> going to do it right. Just, to, just Listen, you're building a house here, and you don't start at a foundation. You start at the bottom and work up. And if you can't get the foundation right, the house will crumble. So until these people start figuring that out, younger people that you can't have your phone in your face anymore, you got to stop it. Stop Stop signs aren't there because the village thinks that we just want to put them up there because they look nice because residents complain constantly about people blowing through
1: intersections. Now, well, now the new thing, the new thing, I'll tell you this on 99th street, and I've seen Evergreen Park police already get one or two people doing it is that it's so effective as you're driving down uh, 99th. And, I, and I, I always refer back to 99th because one, it gets very busy during certain times of the day. You have multiple schools on it yes. from 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 Kedzie, actually from the tracks to the to the east of Kedzie to all the way to Pulaski. You've got Evergreen Park High School. You run into Southwest. You've got Macaulay and you've got Rice on there. OK, plus the kids that are going to Redeemer or Martyrs there are kids that are crossing those streets and yes. they're being driven around. So it gets very busy in the morning and around school time. And what I've noticed is with the new signs that are reminding people, hey, it's 20 miles an hour and it's a school zone.
0: Those have worked well.
1: And all that stuff working so well and that flashing sign. I mean, I'll be honest, I've driven down there and I've noticed the sign is flashing at me and I'm like, oh, I really need to slow down. I'm an idiot. Like I've done it. It's it's effective, right? Yes. But what it's doing is it's now slowed down traffic to where it should be. And those that cut through Evergreen have now I've seen frustration I've actually seen people accelerate and drive in oncoming traffic like they're on like a two-lane highway in the country and cut around cars because they're mad that they're going 20 miles an hour because the road this is still their fastest way to where they're going is cutting down the street and I've noticed EP police grab a few of them and I hope they throw a book at them for it because that's even more dangerous but that also tells me it's working right it's frustrating the real problems that are out there and if you frustrate them by slowing down traffic maybe they find a different route and then you you really kind of make it m- a much safer pathway. And I I want to say that 91st, I've heard the same kind of complaints. Oh god, it's those super two-lane roads that cut through people think that that's a shortcut. And that, and and reducing those speeds, if it frustrates the people that use it as a shortcut, then you would think that eventually they'll be like fine, I'm just going to stay on the main roads.
0: Yeah. And it's 91st has always been a sh- it's kind of a shortcut. We've had police constantly monitoring that. I know our traffic and safety commission is, is really been studying that, um, and we're gonna address that. You know, we wanted to go speed bumps, but the, then the then the the village uh, the guys who run the plows they hey, speed bumps. are the worst thing we can have because our drivers hit them and it screws up our plows and we don't know where they're at when the snow's buried and it makes it. We tried those circle. We had a couple of those turning circles, and you know. You're supposed to go around a circle to take. They just cut through them and everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we had one incident. Yeah, there, the guy uh, in the summer to drove over it. I yeah. think we talked about over on yeah. ninety where the guy just went right through. Just the drove whole right thing. through the, the you know, circle. Yeah, why go around it when you go through it? Yeah. Off roading through so, the traffic circle. That goes back to my original statement. Uh, our police are very busy, and for that now we got to say you got to do all the stop sign, mate. You gotta, you know, and they've been very aggressive on it. And We've raised the fines on it. Yeah. Um, maybe someday people will start doing the little things right again.
1: Uh, you know what? I'm starting and I see the enforcement. So I know that they're out there. Okay. Cause I see it all the time. I was at a stop sign just yesterday and the guy in front of me blew the stop sign and out of nowhere, here comes the EPPD and pulled him out right away. Them. And I, 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 I get, I did a fist pump. I really enjoy it when that happens. Building relationships, supporting the community and service. 1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. podcast word on the street brought to you by spoken vine wine bar and bottle shop an incredible bar a great lounge area a wine shop attached to it so you go and you sample all the amazing wines they have and then maybe you bring something home that you like really good food 21 and over establishment see more at spokenvinewines.com We're having a conversation right now with Village Trustee Mark Marzullo. You can have a conversation with Mayor Kelly Burke on February 24th at the Community Center from 9 to 10 a.m. It's Coffee with the Mayor. Go have a cup of coffee and talk with the Mayor about any issue you want to talk about. Also, a reminder for you that the Village of Evergreen Park and the Community Blood Center are hosting a Community Blood Drive on Saturday, February 10th, coming up here at 9 a.m. going until noon at the EP Senior Center, 9547 South Homan. Schedule your donation at communityblood.org donor in advance. We're going to go right back to Mark Marzullo. This last segment brought to you by sidsauce.net. Get your hot sauces with the peppers grown here in Evergreen Park. The sauces made here, each and every one of them delicious. One for every palate. Check them out at sidsauce.net. I want to ask you a little bit about the, you know, the places that are happening right now in Evergreen Park and kind of get your take on it. Like I noticed two places right off the top of my head. Porter Collins looks like it's got Brand new sign. It's all lit up inside. The new owner in there is kind of putting his take on the place. And it always looks like it's got people there. You know, like it, it really started to look. And the American Legion seems to have kind of changed up their thing. They seem to be having events now constantly. They got live entertainment on the weekends. They got things going on during the week. They do these big like concerts and stuff like that. They seem to be kind of popping off. In, in Evergreen Park, anybody standing out to you right now is like well, the place yeah, to think be. They,
0: I think it kept, t- you know, Porter Collins. Exactly. I mean, they, you, you never know when you're going to get a new owner, how it's going to work out, and uh, it's worked out well. That
1: sign is interesting. Did he have to go to you guys with that sign because he was in the neighborhood? It's a, it's like a really, it's not a bright light-up sign on the side of it. Like, it was almost done, like, with the idea that mm-hmm. I have neighbors here, so I want to kind of put some pop on it. Right. But I also don't want to have a big, giant, bright neon yeah, sign. I'm
0: not sure if he had to get Village approval for that, but we when we meet with new owners, we want them to be... Where that you're in a you're in a residential neighborhood here. Yeah. Okay. You got to tell your people they can't park down the streets because we do have no parking permit parking only in that area. Yeah. But don't start doing it because what's going to happen is we're going to ticket them and we're going to tow them because these people have a right. You know we don't want your business infringing on them, and they've parked over on Central Park and Southwest at night. Um, they put that new little party room in the back. The previous owner started that. That's done well. So that's been a great addition over there. That 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 you never know what you're going to get when you're in the middle of a residential neighborhood, and especially that type of business where there's alcohol being served. But they don't have the rowdy crowd. They don't have the brawl. They really they don't. don't. The they fist. never had
1: that with the first owner. I don't see it. Never any either. trouble. They do a there. really good job over never there. Never yeah. any
0: trouble there. Um, Even on St. Patrick's
1: Day, when you would think people would be a little rowdier, it's one of you know, the more fun. It's one of the more fun places to go hang out. I normally get in there every St. Patrick's they Day. They close earlier. they yeah.
0: you know, it's not the uh, Western Avenue Bar. that's open at three in the morning, and brawls are, you know, we've all lived that life where the brawls are on the street. Um, it's just kind of, kind of a neighborhood place. They want to serve good food, great TVs to watch sports on. Yeah, um, and. Uh, That's their whole motif, and this new owner is is improved. The the food's good. Everything's good with them. Uh, Legion's done well. Legions, you know, uh, when we first gave them the... Uh, they're the first ones, only they have the uh, uh, video poker machines. Yeah. And they did well with it. They had the uh, Queen of Hearts going on for a long time over there. Made a ton of money on it and ticked that money and spent it on the building. Improved it. And I, that banquet hall's always filled up over really
1: there. Really nice over there. It's a, one of those spaces you always see people like going like, where can I have an event? And it's like, whoa, have you seen what they've done over there? It's a really nice hall that they have right in the neighborhood.
0: The biggest thing that's popping in the non-restaurant field is the new Subaru the dealership.
1: Oh, I was waiting they're for you to They're very do that. happy. You get a Subaru yet? Did all the trustees oh, get Subarus? I'm looking
0: at that one. <laughs> I'm looking at that one. I don't know. I, never, you know. I never drove a Subaru. I didn't know much about them. And when they had their open house, I went out. I go, I go. these things look pretty good. Yeah, I kind of want to go try one out. You know, I never yeah. knew where a Subaru dealership. And I'm always saying, hey, I want to keep the green and evergreen if possible. Yeah. But I talked to the mayor last week. I said, what do you hear from those guys? And they go, they're very happy. Good. Their sales are good. Uh, I mean, they spent a fortune a fortune on that place
1: well it's a beautiful building it's a big area i would imagine that's a really expensive business to start you know i mean you open up a buffalo i you know i used to i looked at franchises a long time ago before i decided to start my own company because i knew i wanted to work for myself you open a buffalo wild wings it costs you three million dollars i can't imagine how much it costs for a car dealership it (laughs) it,
0: it had to be way north listen it had to be way north of that and i always say this story um when pete's now, uh, Pete's that used to be uh, Frank's Nursery and Craft, and years ago in the '60s, it was a national food store. So it was looking rundown, it was crummy, and it was uh, uh, the the it, it was going out of it was empty. And Pete's came in to buy it, and then Pete's bought that property. He bought houses in back of it. He bought the old Kentucky Fried Chicken property. Uh, so I'm looking at this building, and Pete's going up, and I'm counting on my fingers. And I says, "No, I don't know what this guy's spending, but I can only guess he's got 10 to $12 million into this whole deal. Right, right. He's crazy. How can you spend that kind of money and sell groceries? Well, let me tell you something. If you go by that parking <laughs> lot, those guys are really smart because they, you know, Pete's is exploding everywhere now. Yeah, and but you know, here's a guy. I'm not i I'm not in a grocery. He's business. so busy,
1: he may need a stoplight coming out of his parking lot. We are lot. working on it. <laughs> that's an act of Congress. That's a the one. Light. That's the one when you drive down 95th. As I approach Peach, I start looking to my right as I'm as I'm heading towards Oak Lawn, and I keep watching that lock because I don't know what's coming out of it and when it's going to pop out onto the street. That's uh, that that, that that's how
0: busy he is. Mayor for sure. Burke's been doing everything she can to get a stoplight over on Home and uh, uh, Hamlin Avenue. I'm sorry, yeah. and you know, but. To get anything like but that. But that's a state road. And you gotta go through people the state of Illinois.
1: That. People forget that. Ninety fifth street's a state road, and and that's not the village's road.
0: And it's amazing how they want to doubt. Technically lines.
1: the state police should be running all the should be running down people on on that road, but the state police don't cover the, we the little don't state road. They yeah, got enough trouble trying to get not the highways. <laughs> <laughs> we got enough I used to make that argument to the state police all the time when I was doing nine one one. I would do that all the time when I was in the police dispatch. We'd have something, we'd have something we didn't want to handle, and I would call them up. i be like, it's a state road. They're so like, it's 95th Street. I'm like, but it's a state road, and we just don't have the manpower. Like we would, we would mess with them an awful lot on that stuff. But you guys have plenty of manpower in Evergreen Park. We have
0: more. We have 65 full time. 62, 65 full-time police officers in this town. Yeah. It's worth
1: every penny. It's a lot. And you do a really good job of having a presence over at the plaza, which has gotten really busy. And when I go over there and I do something, you can see the presence at the plaza. They they do a very good job of making people like, like, and they probably have to do that. There's a lot of commerce it's right next to the city of Chicago. There are people who think that, like, once you run across the border, you're free. And so I think it looks like sometimes like a target to people who think they can jump in and jump out of the village. And they do a very good job of being there, present, and keeping it safe and a, and a good place to shop at.
0: We had some issues last year, carjacking up on Menards. Yeah. Um, What what we can do, what we've done as a village is, of, of course, you can always include, Increase your police presence, but they can't be everywhere. So the mayor, we met, talked to the mayor, met with the police chief. We installed several more flock cameras over there. Every entrance. Those are those things
1: that read the license plate. Instantly. Yeah.
0: So 99.9% of your crimes are from a stolen vehicle. The minute that flock reads that stolen plate, it sends it right to the squad car computer. Yeah. And that squad can be before, before these troublemakers get out and start trouble. Right so they're driving over in the well, stolen they know car it now. right yeah yeah they know that they can't get a stolen car in that parking lot without alerting the Evergreen Park police so it's stopped over there crime is just so smart it's going over the technology I mean, it, it, it's wins. so
1: interesting too like it's like okay well let's go do some crime what do we need we need a car okay let's get a stolen car and then let's go do some crime and you guys that's how you're identifying them Instant. coming in because they're driving a stolen car and you have that system. That's amazing. It it's hits, incredible. It goes
0: to the car computer. Yeah. Those police are there and they're flying up there and those police are there before the those bad guys have a chance to be bad. It's awesome. So they know that.
1: Yeah. They don't come around. Yeah. I love it. I love it. That's, that's awesome. That's just the
0: uh, the police chief and the mayor did that and it's just great technology.
1: All right, I'm going to let you go. But before I let you go, who do you got in the Super Bowl? Uh, Taylor Bear, Swift.
0: Uh, is it the Bears still? Yeah, Taylor in there Swift or? in the Super Bowl? She going to win? Um I was a Detroit guy because they haven't won anything in 200 I know, I years. I was rooting for them. I, I was felt, rooting for Detroit. And at 24 to 7, I'm like, oh, they got this. And when they collapse, um, I don't have a horse in a race, but I think Kansas City is the better team. I'm a Mahomes. I think Mahomes is just a fantastic athlete. He's a
1: good quarterback. I, just, I didn't like the thing when he whined earlier on in the year when he didn't like the fact that this guy got called for offsides and then he was yelling at Josh Allen at the handshake like he got ripped off. And he just reminded me of like a – like a kid that just can't take a loss that you you would pull aside in Little League and be like, that's not how we do it, Billy. Like, I mean, like, that's kind of how... He's a really good quarterback, right? right? Like, really good quarterback. But, like, he's once I'm always the guy who wants the underdog and a person hasn't won in a while. I want, I want Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy to go out there and win for San Francisco. You know,
0: it'd be nice. Yeah. Um, one last question to you, because you yeah. got your bear shoot on. Yeah.
1: Keep Fields or draft a new quarterback? Draft a new guy. Not- I like Justin Fields. I, it's nothing against Justin Fields. Five years of low cost control of a guy that every national pundit says is a generational talent. The guy from Stanford said, if Andrew Luck was a hundred percent going to be a good player in the NFL, this guy's 99.999. That's all I got to hear. Okay. I mean like this guy, like you take your shot with that guy because you can't really build a team in the NFL these days, having to pay high money to a quarterback. And it may not even be Justin Fields' fault, that things didn't go well. I mean, he didn't really get the structure he should have gotten. But you gotta you gotta restart with this with this new guy. I am going with Caleb Williams.
0: And I just remind you, why the Bears have a first round draft pick by a gentleman in Carolina named Bryce Young and it hasn't done too well. That is true. So you
1: don't know what you're going to get. But so Bryce Young didn't have that kind of hype. That's all I'm saying. He didn't have the hype that Williams
0: had. Right enough, enough to get a, the first-round pick and enough for Carolina to give us everything. All right. Well, we'll see what happens. In so, the end, I don't care. Here's my main thing. I just want them to win. I don't care who they win with. Right.
1: Okay? If they don't win next year, everybody should be fired. That's all I'm saying. All so they I better see, make the right choice.
0: I was at the playoff game when at Park, Cody Parkey hit the field goal and it went off the post. <laughs> and you couldn't believe this, the whole stadium went. Oh, oh yeah, yeah you so audible groan I go I'm not going to Bears game until they start winning again <laughs> Mark Barzulo, thanks so much thank you for having me and have a beautiful day it's the EP podcast all things Evergreen Park it's the EP podcast Evergreen Park